Hi, Cheyenne, Trey, Zoe, Ryer, you older grandchildren. I um, picked a book. It's a five-star book, and it is called Pax. And this book is about a boy and his pet fox. And um, I really think you're going to enjoy it. It has lots of chapters, and Grandma will read one chapter a day. And um, I love you guys. Hope you're enjoying Mama Grandma reading to you. Okay, hold on here. Let me find it. Here we go. Okay, chapter one. Pax. The fox felt the car slow before the boy did, as he felt everything first. Through the pad of his paws along his spine in the sensitive whiskers at his wrists. By the vibrations, he learned also that the road had grown coarser. He stretched up from his boy's lap and he sniffed at threads of scent leaking in through the window, which told him they were now traveling into woodlands. The sharp odors of pine, wood, bark, cones, and needles slivered through the air like blades, but beneath that the fox recognized softer clover and wild garlic and ferns and also a hundred things he had never encountered before, but that smelled green and urgent. The boy sensed some, something now, too, and he pulled his pet back to him, and he gripped his baseball glove more tightly. The boy's anxiety surprised the fox. The few times they had traveled in the car before, the boy had been calm or even excited. The fox nudged his muzzle into the glove's webbing. Although he hated the leather smell, his boy always laughed when he did this. He would close the glove around his pet's head, play wrestling, and in this way, the fox would distract him. But today, the boy lifted his pet and buried his face in the fox's white ruff, pressing hard. It was then that the fox realized his boy was crying. He twisted around to study his face to be sure. Yes, crying, although without a sound, something the fox had never known him to do. The boy hadn't shed tears for a very long time, but the fox remembered. Always before, he had cried out, as if to demand that attention be paid to the curious occurrence of salty water streaming from his eyes. The fox licked at the tears and then grew more confused. There was no scent of blood. He squirmed out of the boy's arms to inspect his human more carefully. Alarmed that he could have failed to notice an injury, although his sense of smell was never wrong. No, no blood. Not even the underskin pulling of bruise or the marrow leak of a cracked bone, which had happened once. The car pulled to the right and the suitcase beside them shifted. By its scent, the fox knew it held the boy's clothing and the things from his room he handled most often. The photo he kept on top of his bureau and the items he hid in the bottom drawer. He paused at a corner, hoping to pry the suitcase open enough for the boy's weak nose to smell those favored things and be comforted. But just then, the car slowed again, this time to a rumbling crawl. The boy slumped forward, his head in his hands. The fox's heartbeat climbed and the brushy hairs of his tail lifted. The charred middle scent of the father's new clothing were burned, burning in his throat. He leaped to the window and scratched it. Sometimes at home, his boy would raise a similar glass wall if he did this. He always felt better when the glass wall was lifted. Instead, the boy pulled him down onto his lap again and spoke to his father in a begging tone. The fox had learned the meaning of many human words, and he heard him use one of them now, no. Often, the no word was linked to one of the two names he knew, his own and his boy's. 
He listened carefully, but today it was just the no, pleaded to the father over and over. The car jetted to a full stop and tilted off to the right, a cloud of dust rising beyond the window. The father reached over the seat again, and after saying something to his son in a soft voice that didn't match his hard lions, he grasped the fox by the scrap of the neck. His boy did not resist, so the fox did not resist. He hung limp and vulnerable in the man's crafts. Although he was now frightened enough to nip, he would not displace his humans today. The father opened the car door and strode over gravel and patchy weeds to the edge of a wood. The boy got out and followed. The father set the fox down, and the fox bounded out of his reach. He locked his gaze on his two humans, surprised to notice that they were nearly the same height. The boy had grown very tall recently. The father pointed to the woods. The boy looked at his father for a long moment, his eyes streaming again and then he dried his face with the neck of his t-shirt and nodded. He reached into his jeans pocket and withdrew an old plastic soldier, the fox's favorite toy. The fox came to alert, ready for the familiar game. His boy would throw the toy and he would track it down, a feat the boy always seemed to find remarkable. He would retrieve the toy and wait with it in his mouth until the boy found him and took it back to toss again. And sure enough, The boy held the toy soldier aloft and then hurled it into the woods. The fox's relief, they were only here to play the game, made him careless. He streaked towards the woods without looking back at his humans. If he had, he would have seen the boy wretch away from his father and cross his arms over his face, and he would have returned. Whatever his boy needed, protection, distraction, affection, he would have offered. Instead, he set off after the toy, finding it was slightly more difficult than usual, as there were so many other fresher odors in the woods. But only slightly, after all, the scent of his boy was was also on the toy. That scent he could find anywhere. The toy, toy soldier lay face down at the burled root of a butternut tree, as if he had pitched himself there in despair. His rifle, its butt pressed tirelessly against his face, was buried to the hilt in leaf litter. The fox nudged the toy free, took it between his teeth, and rose on his haunches to allow his boy to find him. In the still woods, the only movements were bars of sunlight glinting like green glass through the leafy canopy. He stretched higher. There was no sign of his boy. A prickle of worry shivered up the fox's spine. He dropped the toy and barked. There was no response. He barked again and again, was answered by only silence. If this was a new game, he did not like it. He picked up the toy soldier and began to retrace his trail. As he lopped out of the woods, a jay streaked in above him, shrieking. The fox froze, torn. His boy is waiting to play the game, but birds? Hours upon hours, he had watched birds from his pen, quivering at the sight of them, slicing the sky as recklessly as the lighting he often saw on summer evenings. The freedom of their flights always mesmerized him. The jay called again deeper in the forest now, but answered by a chorus of reply. For one more moment, the fox hesitated, peering into the trees for another sight of the electric blue wedge. And then behind him, he heard a car door slam shut. And then another. He bounded at full speed, heedless of the briars that tore at his cheeks. The car's engine roared to life, and the fox skidded to the stop at the edge of the road. His boy rolled down 
the window down and reached his arms out. And as the car sped away in a pelting spray of gravel, the father cried out the boy's name, Peter! And the boy cried out the only other name the fox knew, Pax! Pax!